Good morning, Victor Outreach Inglewood. This is Pastor Kevin right here in our church in Inglewood. Uh, just welcoming you to our Sunday morning virtual service. Uh, so we have a message for you this morning, and I pray that God speaks to your heart. But before we do that, we'd like to pray for our needs. I know that we have many needs. There are people that are sick, uh, loved ones uh, that are, are suffering. There's fear, uh, not just in our congregation, but in our city and, and around the globe. Uh, there are a lot of uh, things going on, and, and you and we have an answer. And so I want you to join me uh, this morning as we pray and as we prepare our hearts for what God wants to say. So bow your heads with me. Father God, we thank you this morning, Lord, for your grace and your goodness. We thank you that you've proven yourself faithful over the years. And we come to you this morning to ask that you would move, my God, in the midst of, of your people, in the midst of a world that is afraid and, and suffering, Lord. I pray for those that are sick. I pray for those who have lost loved ones, Lord, that you would bring peace and tranquility. I pray, Father God, that you would raise up in a church, Lord God, a church that believes you, a church that will make a difference in the world. And I pray also this morning that you would prepare the hearts of those who view this service this morning, that they would hear your heart, that they would hear the words that your word has given to us to reflect on. And I pray that you would change hearts and change lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this morning, uh, just uh, kick back, relax, uh, and, and listen for God's special word to your heart this morning. Amen. God bless you. Join us for a virtual Bible study every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. For more information, more details, visit our website at www.voinglewood.org. Online giving is now available on our website. Go to voinglewood.org forward slash donate. Also, make sure you subscribe and watch us live on our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com and search for Victory Outreach Inglewood and subscribe. You can also like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash VO Inglewood. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash VO Inglewood. You can listen to these same sermons on our Victory Outreach Inglewood podcast at any time from anywhere. The VO Inglewood Podcast is your quick and easy free way to hear the latest sermons from Pastor Kevin Young, who is our lead senior pastor of Victory Outreach Inglewood in California. Go to voinglewood.podbean.com. Now stay tuned for this powerful sermon from Pastor Kevin Young at Victory Outreach Inglewood. Amen. God bless you, Victory Outreach Inglewood. And uh, I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 22, verse 12. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible, and this is what it says. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak to our hearts this morning, that you would Touch me, enable me to convey your message, your word to your people. I pray that you would find us this morning with our hearts prepared to hear from you and that you would do a work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Well, our theme for the year uh, has been focused on Colossians 4.17, which says, Finish the work you have received in the Lord. And every week, uh, every month, we, we've been taking steps closer and closer and closer to th- the fulfillment of uh, that work and talking about the steps necessary for that work to be completed. And one of those steps is willingness. And so this month, we've been really focusing on willingness. Be willing to do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. And here in Genesis chapter 22, Abraham was willing to do one of the most incredible things that God asked anybody to do. He was willing to do it. He was a man of faith. He was a man of fortitude. He was a man that feared God, and he displayed that in his actions. He displayed that in his life. He, he, Abraham, when you read the story of his life, he left everything to follow God, everything that was familiar to him. When God called Abraham, he was 75 years old. 75 years, if you can imagine that, 75 years, and God called him out of the country that he lived in. And he and his wife were childless for all the years that they had been together. They had no children. Yet God made a promise to him that if he followed God, God would make him into a great nation. So he did. He left everything. He left his hometown. He left his friends and his family. He left everything that was familiar to him. Old habits, the food that he enjoyed, old music, jungle boogie. You know, uh, uh, the freaks come out at night. Whatever it was he listened to, whatever it is you listened to, he was willing to leave those things and move to the place that God had called him to move to. And for more than 25 years, 25 years of patient waiting, 25 years is a long time. After 25 years, during that course of time, there probably were times in their life where they thought perhaps the the promise is going to come to pass now. God is going to give us the child that he promised us. But the time seems to be delayed. After 25 years of waiting, that's a long time. They had no clue when this promise would be fulfilled. Day after day, they waited. And, and they simply believed. They, they continued believing God. They may, there may have been times where, where uh, Sarah wakes up you know, sick, and they thought, well, maybe it, now's the time. You know, Morning sickness, maybe it's the time. And no, it wasn't the time. There was more time, more waiting. There may have been days where they hear a baby crying outside and it was just somebody passing by. They had no clue when God would pull this off, but they knew that a child was coming. In fact, they expected that child to arrive so much that the Bible says that they at one point tried to, tried to make the promise happen on their own without God's help. But they believed that it would happen. And after the span of 25 years, after waiting that long, the, the promise that God had given to Abraham and Sarah finally came. And God gave, God gave Abraham a, a son, and, 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 and that would, that's what made it so much more special, is the waiting and the time involved. The fact that they were so 
old in their in, in age and uh, and ancient Israel children were seen as gifts from God and 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 this was a very special moment so few of children survived at that time uh, in Israel's history. Uh, the mortality rate was so high that this was a very special gift uh, when you think about just how old they were. You know, t today, children are like a dime a dozen, you know, almost, you know. If you need some, hit me up. I got some I can give you, you know, mother included. But try to imagine, if you can, the fulfillment of this promise. The, the value of children were the highest and the most significant blessing anybody could receive. It was, it was a tremendous gift for God to give a child. But to receive a gift for Abraham and, and for Sarah was extra special. Because children were just a blessing and because of the situation, the circumstances around their lives. So in Israel, they were the center and the focus, the highest and the most holy passage in, in the Hebrew Bible. The, the way they understood God, the most holy scripture is Deuteronomy 6.4. And it says this, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Then he says this, impress them upon your children. Right? It was for the children. The, the most sacred scripture in the Hebrew faith is this passage that God gives to his people about the oneness of God and this, this gift, this, this blessing of understanding God, he says, impress this upon your children. When you walk on the road, uh, you know, put it on the doorpost of your house. Keep these words with you. Pass it on to your children. And here's a couple who were barren. They lived in a culture at a time when the child mortality rate was off the charts. It was barely, uh, you know, a time where, where all of you, uh, someone's children would survive. And, and so to have this child is, is a miracle. And after all those years of, of childless, being childless, uh, you know, hopelessness begins to build up inside somebody's heart. After so many years of being childless, uh, you know, there's a time when someone feels that the promise is so delayed, so put off or so distant that, man, it, it, it's, it's never going to come. We begin to believe that it's never going to come. It's, it's not going to happen. Some people even stop believing. Some stop hoping. Some stop asking. They stop praying for the promise. They stop believing that God is able. And so it's at this point that God does the unthinkable in these this couple's lives. And at the ripe age of 90 years old, Sarah was 90 years old and she conceived and had a son. And keep in mind that when she was 90, Abraham was 100. So this was a joy beyond joys. But this is where God puts Abraham to the test. There were three qualities that I see in Abraham's life. Qualities that I think that we need to have in our lives if we are going to finish the work that God has given us to do. The first thing I see in his life is faith. Faith is absolute trust in God. And faith has been defined in so many ways. In fact, the Bible gives us tremendous descriptions of faith. 
that, that it is believing in what is unseen. But the Bible gives us even more stories that illustrate what faith looks like. And here is a man that lived out this, this uh, concept of faith in his life. He, he, he lived out this absolute trust in God. So you fast forward in this story 12 years later. When Abraham's son, Isaac, was a growing boy, 12 years old, where his personality was being formed, where, where you finally get to know him as an individual person, his character is being shaped, the, the, his, his, the, those idiosyncrasies, those, those specific aspects of his, of his nature are becoming evident to his father and, and to his mother. It was then that God made one of the most bizarre but not so uncommon requests in the Bible. He said to Abraham, I want you to give me your son back. Give me your son back. At the moment where he's starting to know him, when, when he's about 12 years old, when, his, when, when you begin to understand, I, I see the, the trajectory of his life. I see the shape of his personality. I, I can know him, have conversation, and, and, and he's growing into himself. God at that point says, give me your son back. I want you to sacrifice your son to me. And I'll show you where. I just want you to give him back to me. The same way you were willing to leave your homeland and the, the music you used to listen to and the foods you used to eat and the places you hung out, the same way you were willing to leave that place and follow me and into this new land, I want you to make a faith sacrifice and give me your son. Now imagine the enormity of this request from God. Can God do that? Would God do that? Would God ask you for something like that? Does, does God make promises? Then in spite of all the odds, deliver that promise only to change his mind later and say, hey, give me back what I gave you. Give me back this, this tremendous gift that, man, God, he, he, he broke the laws of nature to provide for you. Give it back to me. Does God do a thing like that? In what seems like a, a whim? Would God change his mind in spite of this man's old age, in spite of, of raising his hopes to where they had been risen to, to this place of, of extreme excitement and joy? In spite of the waiting, after God delivers this promise, are, are, you, are, are, you, are, are you for real, God? Are, are you going to take back what you gave me? And, and, and another question would be, are you willing to give him back? Faith is taking this journey. Faith is taking the journey to say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do what you say. I'm, I'm going I'm to take this journey with my son. I'm going I'm to go to the place where you're showing me. And faith is believing that God isn't isn't out to hurt me and, and to harm me and to break up my family. That serving God doesn't mean that I end up with less. And so God isn't going to take more from me than what I can handle. Somehow God has an answer, so I'm willing to take this journey. That's faith. That is faith. When he told his servants 
Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship. And then he says, and then we will come back to you. Faith is not having all the answers, but believing that God knows what he's doing. Abraham had faith. Secondly, Abraham had fortitude. Fortitude is that mental and emotional strength, that, that strength that comes from the inside. It, it's the ability to function in tough times. It's when the challenge becomes tougher and the challenge seems to, to, to get you know, worse and, and you're up against the odds and, and, and adversity is turned up to, 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 to maximum. Fortitude is the ability to face it with courage and to keep on going without giving up. And Abraham provides one of the best examples in Scripture of what fortitude looks like. Imagine the scene. If you if, think about this story, imagine the scene as they got closer to their destination. The Bible says that Isaac spoke up to his father. They're walking there. They, they left the, the servants behind with the donkey. And, and here he is. He's, he's got the fire. He's got the wood. They, they got everything they need for a sacrifice. And his son, his son, the 12-year-old son, speaks up. And he says, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here. But where's the sacrifice? Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? For a father who loves his son, that would be the toughest moment in his life. For a father who loves his son, for a parent who loves their child, and they know that God has called them to do something, to make this tremendous sacrifice, that would be the hardest moment in a person's life. To speak up and say, Father, we have everything, for, but where's the sacrifice? And so he responds to his son and he says, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. That would be the quiet part of this walk. The quiet part, well, the, the quiet part, well, where, where Isaac is, is running along. If you can imagine a, a little boy, if you just think about a, a little boy, and he's there, and he's, he's carrying the things that he's carrying, but he's, he's going along, running ahead of his father, throwing rocks, chasing lizards, whatever little boys do, being a little boy, and his father is watching his son, knowing what's about to happen just a few yards ahead. It's tough. Fortitude, you know, not only faith, but the fortitude to say, I am going to stick with God no matter what happens. No matter what people say, no matter what challenges I face, this is difficult. And as the father watches him knowing what's about to happen, see, fortitude is the ability to stay the course, to keep your head, man, to, to stay focused, to set your eyes forward in spite of the difficulty. And I wonder if you're willing to give him back. I wonder if you're willing, if you're willing to, to lay him on the altar and, and, and with your own hands, the hands that you use to, to raise him and to love him and to caress and clean and, and feed him with those same hands to cut his throat, 
on the altar. Any loving parent would be crying like a baby by now. It takes fortitude to do what God asked him to do. But the Bible says that they go on. And when they reach their destination, he built an altar. He arranged the wood. He tied up his son. He placed him on the altar. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But all the way from heaven, all the way from heaven, the angel of the Lord called out to stop him. He's watching all this going on. The, the angel of the Lord, which is Christ himself, is watching this all the way from heaven. Rather than coming to stop him, he shouts from heaven, man, this guy's going to do it. And he calls out to Abraham, Abraham, is there a more expensive sacrifice that anybody could give? Could there be anything you have that's more costly than this Considering the circumstances, when you think about it, this is a representation of Christ. This is Christ, the Father who gives up a son. And as far as we know, a son who surrenders his life. We don't know that he fought back. We don't know that he resisted his father. He probably loved his father so much. His father was so grateful to have a son. Their relationship might have been such that he just let his father tie him up. Lay me on the altar. I know I've seen this before, but I doubt that my father will hurt me. But he went all the way. Man, that's fortitude. I can only imagine what it must have been like after this. You think about it, after this. When they were back home, you know, whenever Abraham wanted to go to the store, you know, and take his son with it. Come on, Isaac, we're going to go to 7-Eleven. You know? <laughs> no, Daddy, I don't want to go with you. No, son, we're, we're not going to Moriah again. We're just going to go to the store. No, Daddy. You know, I can imagine what psychological scar it may have left on his son. Or maybe not. But at this point, Abraham was willing. He was willing to do one of the toughest things that God asked anybody in Scripture to do. Willing to do what perhaps nobody's ever done before. In Scripture, when you think about the things that God have asked, has asked people in the Scripture, I can't think of anything that is more difficult than this. That's fortitude. And that's the only thing uh, you know, that could stop him was, was the angel of the Lord. He was, he was going to do this. That's fortitude. As the angel of the Lord watched him, he had to stop him. There are people I know that are easily stopped. They're easily stopped by fatigue, by distraction, by, the, by the, the, the climate of the world around us. It stops people. People get hesitant. They, they, they get in, you know, work stops them, flesh stops them. Fortitude is the ability to fight through, to keep your head, to keep focus. Thirdly and lastly, something I see in Abraham's life is the fear that he had. Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. After the angel of the Lord stopped him, in Genesis 22, verse 12, the angel says, Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. 
Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld him from me, your son, your only son. Fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is reverence. It is a great respect for God. In the Old Testament, this fear, this reverence was the equivalent of what it means, what true religion was about. True faith was all about the fear of the Lord. To be real with God. To understand God. To, to have this understanding uh, and, and this is what the fear of the Lord represents, to have this understanding that if I do anything outside of my relationship with God, man, uh, I, they couldn't even imagine doing anything outside of their relationship with God. The fear of the Lord, I am attached to Him, connected to Him. There is no life outside of God. I, 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 you know, I cannot even imagine venturing outside of this relationship I have with God. This is what the fear of the Lord is about. And this is what the angel of the Lord recognized in his life. My, I see that you fear God. You fear the Lord. At the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, after Solomon had explored the entire world, if you've ever read that book, the, the book of Ecclesiastes, fascinating book, he, he explores the entire world, and, and he's the richest man, so he, he could do whatever you know, he wanted to do, and he did everything. He sought out everything. He, he experienced everything. He's in search of something meaningful. And all throughout the book, the refrain continues over and over again, meaningless, meaning everything's meaningless. He was looking for something meaningful and could not find it. He came up with nothing as he searched the world. And at the very end of the book, he says in Ecclesiastes 12, verses 13 and 14, Now all has been heard. And here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. Fear God. And keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. The whole duty out of his wealth... Out of his access to everything that anybody could ever want, out of all that he had, he experienced everything that anybody could ever want to experience. And at the end of his book, after all of those experiences, his man, the only thing that matters is that we fear God. Then he says in verse 14, For God will bring every deed into judgment, Right? Not just the major sacrifices that we make, and there are many who make major sacrifices, but he says, God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. It was faith. It was fortitude. And it's the fear of God that enabled him to be willing to complete such a task. The, this incredible journey that he took, this incredible uh, errand that God had given him to do, probably the most incredible, the, the most bizarre in all of Scripture that God asked anybody to do. It was faith. It was fortitude. It was the fear of God that enabled him to follow through. So what is God asking you to do? 
What is God asking of you? What kind of demand does God place upon your life? And how can you better serve the Lord? How can you better serve your church? How can you better serve those in need? Your family, your, your wife, your husband, your children, the congregation, your city, the world around you. How can you better serve? What can you do to fulfill the task that God has given you? The call of God may take you to the very edge. Take you to the very edge. And hopefully we have the kind of fortitude that, that helps us to keep our head in all situations. To stay focused. But are you willing? Are you willing this morning? Are you willing to confront fear? To finish the work? To take that step of faith? To live with fortitude and, and to shape your life out of that, that whole understanding that, man, there is no life outside of God. To have that fear of the Lord. Are you willing this morning? And if so, I'd like to pray for you right now. Because I believe God has something for you. There is so much more, so much more to accomplish in each of our lives. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we come before you, Lord, as we think about the demands you placed on Abraham's life, the journey he took with his son, the years of waiting, the years of child-rearing, raising him, loving him, caring for him, and then that journey, that, that journey that seemed perhaps like it was longer than the years of waiting. A journey, my God, where you have asked to give back, to serve, the sacrifice, where, where Abraham couldn't find a reason to resist. Abraham couldn't find a reason to say no. I pray, Lord God, give us the fortitude. Give us that faith. Give us that fear, Lord, where we understand that life is life in you that there is no life outside of you. I pray, my God, your blessing be with each of us. I pray safety. I pray your peace, your goodness, your love. All of this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I certainly hope God has spoken to your heart this morning. Uh, he has spoken to me, and I pray that uh, you have the opportunity today and through the rest of this week to exhibit faith in God, fortitude, and the fear of the Lord so that you can finish the work that God has given you to do. Also, I wanted to let you know that we're doing something brand new. Uh, I'm having a virtual Bible study uh, starting this Tuesday at 730. Uh, we'll be posting the information for that uh, on our website. And so, uh, in fact, I want you to check out our website. Be social. Check us out. Go to our website at voinglewood.org and uh, follow the, uh, the tab to social media and check us out. And uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you there. God bless.